How does that sound to you? Absolutely, I am. Hmm? You like these? Oh, those are so nice. <laughs> I was going to say these would be comfortable for you to slip in and out of. I just don't know how well you would do with white. Yeah. Good morning and welcome to House of Power Outreach. I'm Pastor Tori. It's our family Sunday, so we're all rejoicing together. It's already February in 2021. So this year is moving fast. I pray that you are just uh, walking in all that God has for you for this new year and just, just walking in the blessing of God. I, I just pray for restoration and recovery as, as we'll do when, and when we take communion later is that that this will be that year that just you're going to recover even from the beginning the things that you've set out in your heart that you wanted to do for god and resolutions whatever they may be i, I just pray for a restoration of those things and, a, and, and just a reconciliation with your passion and all that god has called to do so just know that you are prayed over you are blessed god has got us covered i, I just thank god that that we're trusting him and all things because only he can do it all, right? And so we, we're just celebrating Jesus. I do also welcome you to please go to our website at hopochurch.org and, and pray over the different ministries. Be a, you know, be a part of the team. Uh, you're more than welcome to email us if you need prayer or need us to reach out in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So uh, we want to be able to be there. We understand with everything being remotely, but we want to be able to do there. We can definitely email back and forth or reach out back and forth or even make a phone call if needed. As well as partnering with us, we just uh, we we extend the, the partnership with you to be a part of what all God is having us do and doing in ministry and reaching out to others, especially during this time of need. There's so many families that are in need, and we're glad to be a part of, of being a blessing to others. And we'd love for you to partner with us to do just that to uh, as we go forth honoring God and all he's called us to do. Be in the arms of Jesus. We're going to pray, and, and then we're going to jump uh, into the message. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you. For, for the very word of God to come forth, Lord, that you, Lord, will be the one that receives all the glory. And that, Father, I honor you in all that you've called me to do. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. And we are all blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're going to, uh, today we're talking about handle with call. And, you know, the call of God on our life is how we should handle everything according to that call. In fact, the Bible says the gift and callings of God are without repentance. So we want to handle everything that we do according to that call. Uh, the hand of God. And it's really, it's God's hand upon us that, that makes that call. So my call ain't based on my emotions and how I feel and how things are going on around me. My call is based on God and, and, and responding to God. So in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses uh, fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, 
put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And, it, and he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. And, and our message, you know, you, you don't know what you're holding. You know, you, you know, it could be a great gift, be all those things. But until you're willing to obey God with it at all times, you don't know what you're holding. Now, we ultimately know Moses was able to stretch that rod out, split the Red Sea, use it to get water out of rock. You know, it was just so much. But he didn't realize what he was carrying. You know, and maybe he picked it up just out of, out of the part of that's what his job was as shepherding all the different things. But really, he didn't know what he had. I, I, I really believe some of us are, are walking around or a lot of us walk around not really understanding how powerful we really are, how strong, what we got in our hands, what our gifts are capable of doing by the hand of God. You are not just parenting. You are not just teaching. You are powerful. There's something in your hand that's got power in it. But it is based on how we are carrying it and what we're holding it. And more than anything else, how we're picking it back up, right? How are you handling the call? How are you handling that? We really can't see what is actually in our hands until we release it under the command of God. And things are easily released if they are not consuming too much or it's not consuming too much to handle, Right. Sometimes we can be so gripped, uh, even in our good things, we can be so caught up in it and so wrapped up and got it gripped so tight that when God says to lay it down so he can show us how to pick it up and show us how to handle it, we don't want to let it go. And, and that's that's dangerous. Right. Because you can be so caught up in your good, you forget to do what is God. And so God is like, here, I need to show you how to carry that. Pick that up by the tail because you saw Moses was like, hey, I'm out. That thing turned into a snake. That thing turned into something. He didn't realize he'd been carrying a snake the whole time until he laid it down and God showed him how to pick it up so he can know how to carry it. I believe your gifts and calling, maybe some of you walked away from ministry, maybe you walked away from things, is because you didn't allow God to show you how to release it and then pick it back up. Not just walk away. There was a pickup that needed to happen. There was a way to grab it that, that God had in, in store for us to be able to walk with power with what we have, to be a demonstration of the excellence of God and so that it won't become a burden. Your gift is not to be a burden. It's to be a blessing. If we're carrying it wrong, we'll carry it out of order. There are things that, you know, is, is growing up, we work for my father and, and uh, moving furniture. You know, it was like stairs, like we moved furniture. But there's a certain way you had to carry certain things just by the weight of them. And if you carry them wrong or, or, or out of a weird angle, it would make it heavier than what it should have been. I believe that even though you have a good thing, sometimes family can be heavier than what it should have been because we're handling it wrong. Your marriage becomes heavier than what it should have been because we're handling it wrong. And God is saying, you're called to that. You're called to your family. You're called to your marriage. You're called to your job. And be, but if you don't know how to handle it, you'll end up walking away from God called you to be in. And so here he is. Moses is grabbing his God to go back. So much potential is missed when it is not under the authority of God's directing, of God directing us to hang on or release. That potential becomes missed. What could have been? There are probably people walking around, what I could have been, what I should have been, what, what, what I almost was. And it's only because just, just pick it back up. Pick it back up, your destiny, your dreams, your purpose. They're right. Pick it back up, but pick it up the way God says to pick it up. 
Don't pick it up to entertain people. Don't pick it up to be, be people's, uh, uh, to look at you. No, pick it up the way God called you to pick it up and carry it his way. Moses was already struggling. God, they don't even know. How they going to know you even sent me? How they going to know it was you? And, and, and then God didn't do this in front of all the other people. He did it in front of some other folks and, and magicians and stuff. But, but he did it in front of Moses. Moses needed to see who sent him. Ain't that wild? Sometimes we're so worried about if others are going to believe us that sometimes we don't even believe us. Sometimes we want to say, oh, people ain't going to believe that if I say by his stripes they're healed or God will supply their needs. And then there are times we, can't, we don't even believe ourselves. And God said, I need you to see this thing turn, and I need you to know how to pick it up so it don't turn on you. And I, I, I God, that, that release is, is what, what happens. See, I can't be too wrapped up, or I won't even release. I won't even step out in faith when God calls me to do it. I won't even toss it down. I won't even give when God tells me to give. I won't even forgive when God tells me to give. I could end up carrying what I think is right so much that I don't forgive and I don't let go. Therefore, God can't show me how to pick it up. Ain't that wild? That's just wild, man. And, and it's just and in your head. You can be thinking like, oh, I do know I'm doing what's right. I know I'm doing what's right. But are you doing what's God? And that's where God wants us to be. So God's instruction to Moses on how to pick up the snake speaks to how we are to hold things if God, how we are to hold things the way God has called us to and how God wants us to. So those are instructions. Those are directions. He goes and Moses took off running. He says, no, no, no. Go and pick that thing up by the tail. God's instructions to Moses on how to pick up the snake speaks to how we are holding things the way God wanted us to. Speaks to us. How are you holding your faith? Are you, are you holding it in a way that is just for you? I mean, how are you holding your prayer? How are you holding your worship? How are you holding your praise? Remember, the Bible is the only place that talks about the sacrifice of praise. Praise, it takes sacrifice to really praise. You don't just praise when things are good. You have to sacrifice. You have to go through some things and, and still praise God anyway. That's the sacrifice. Sacrifice of praise. How are you carrying it? But if you're not carrying that well, you'll only praise when things are good. You'll pray out of fear. You'll pray out of disaster. You'll hide and be undercover when God has called us to step out and be able to carry it. So you can't carry your faith if you're hiding in fear, doubt, unbelief, anger, frustration, whatever the case may be. God has said, no, you've got to pick that thing up by the tail. If Moses grabs a snake by the head, he would have been he would he would have been the it would have been the very thing that 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 would have bit him it it would have caused him pain that and it was the thing that god was using in his life if he grabs it by the head the snake bites him isn't that wild that even sometimes gifts even you can do good and then turn around and have someone bite you for the good that you did and and like you can do good for people end up they're talking about you they're putting you down you're like i'm doing this guy i'm doing this for you and it wouldn't bite you as much if you was handling the call even when they when they when they stabbed you in the back but because of the way you handled the call you knew you were doing it for god it wouldn't hurt you it wouldn't bother you even if they're talking about you you just deliver food we man pastor Reed, i man i tell you what i tell you what that the grace of god on her i i not in my lifetime outside of my own mother that i've seen someone give and give and and people not respond accordingly or people mistreat or or just do it wrong and even in me i'm like honey quit going over to quit helping them and she's like no that's not what god told me to do she had handled she picked up what god called her to pick up and she knew how to handle it regardless of the people if they never received it properly or if they received it and then put her down in the process she was like it don't matter they can't put me down because god is the one picking me up 
I was like, man, praise God for her. Uh, and some of us need work, amen? The gift should never have more access to you than the giver or place in position in your life that is being regarded more than God, right? My gifts, I shouldn't be trying to be so gifted that I'm not godly, right? Or, or using my gift in other places and, and taking my place, taking them where God has told me to pick it up and lead people. Now I'm taking it up to go and use it for my benefit. That is not, that is not grabbing that gift the right way. Uh, it, it, and when, when he, when he holds things, when we hold things the way God tells us, they will never be able to strike against us, and God will always be greater in our lives. You know, you, it, the, the gift can either get you in trouble or be your ally. And it, is, it turns on how you hold it. If you're holding that gift as like the thing that you pray, you worship, and you have to have more than the giver, then that gift ultimately is going to strike back at you. Moses grabs that stick, if he grabs that snake by the head, that very thing that he was carried and went through and he saw so many miracles in his hand the correct way will ultimately start to bite him. I love, I'm a speaker by nature. God has called me to talk. God has put me in position to be a speaker in schools and church, obviously. But if I go and do not handle the way I talk or if I talk out of turn, if I talk in frustration, if I talk in anger, my very gift that God has called me to have will end up biting me and causing more destruction than it does healing. In Acts chapter 2 verse 17, and it shall come to pass that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. The spirit of God is on us, right? And he said, I'll pour it out upon all flesh. And we also know the spirit of God is in us. The spirit of God is in us for our sakes, for my personal sake, but it is on me for the sake of others. So when the spirit of God comes up and we know, I know I've been forgiven by God. And then it comes upon me to say, forgive others or to go and be a blessing. Go give to that. It is for others. God is not, you and your spouse may be in the house and y'all are upset with each other. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. There is a reason for that because he wants to be upon you, not just for your marriage, but for your children in that house. And those you may come in contact with. It's the spirit of God is upon me to be a blessing to others. It's, it's not simply just to be within me. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're born again. But can God use you? Can God trust you to carry the message of Christ for others to see? See, my lifestyle is for others. The Spirit of God is up on me for others. He's in me for me. And see, I got I to gotta really be honor, honor God and say, God, I want to see others reach. And for the call of God, I want to see others reach for the, for the very will of God to see people saved. It is, can't be just about me getting to heaven. God has come upon me so I can be a blessing to all of those around me that they may receive. They may see the goodness of God. They may hear of the word of God. It is the eye opening of God is wanting to use us in such a way that we can be a blessing to others. As Genesis 12, 2 says, we are blessed to be a blessing. Then you hear me like, so where God steps up and say, I'm on you. It ain't just about you. I'm on you for others. It's upon me. 
to have dreams and visions and hopes and hope give others hopes and dreams and visions just to keep giving over and over again so are we letting it be up honestly because when we reject forgiving when we reject god says don't be angry don't sin and when we reject being patient when we're he's like i can't i'm trying to be on you so i can help you reach others and it's so powerful. I, I love when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. When God is dealing with us about just letting some simple stuff go so you can learn how to pick you up. Sometimes you have to let God. I think my sister Phyllis made, she posted something about, about don't, don't, uh, don't worry about the shade. Don't, don't stand under the shade of trees with bad fruit or something like I thought that I was like, man, that's powerful right there, sis. And, and it's about that like, where, where you have to stop and say, sometimes God is telling you to let that argument go so you can pick up your peace. Right? Because you're so busy trying to defend yourself and trying to say that you're right, that you're letting peace stay on the ground. You don't know how to pick it up. And the only way you pick up your peace now is to argue so you're trying to convince somebody. But God has said, throw that to the ground and pick it up my way. Come on, y'all. Pick it up my way. People get reached when we pick it up my way. People get delivered when we pick it up my way. Healing happens. Restoration happens. Deliverance happens when we pick it up God's way. Let's pick it up the way God has called us to pick it up. So there, there, there's, a, there's great joy in discovery, right? When you, when you discover, you know, when, when you thought, man, God, I was totally right. But as I dropped it and picked it up, I got to see totally you. I got to see what you wanted me to see in that. So it's great joy and discovery. And God rewards those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 6 says. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we got to be a part of discovery. We got to be a part of walking with God. And so the spirit within us overflows upon us when we are obedient to God and empowers us to break limitations. And I believe why people are limited and they're filled with God, but they won't let God overflow on them. And they're limited. They can only go so far because all the thing that's based on is what they're filled within with, what's in them, what's, what's, what's the thing guiding them, what's leading them. And when God is saying, it's not just about you. I want you to be a blessing to others. You're limited if you don't let that overflowing of God when you're not obedient to God and understanding that God is saying, I am bigger than what just you get the heaven you got loved ones you got family members i want to reach that's why i'm poor that's why i'm trying to get you to forgive that's why i'm trying to get you to walk in love i'm trying to get you to walk in peace i'm trying to get you to walk by faith not by sight i'm trying to get you to overcome fear because there are people around you that needs to be reached and i want to do it with coming up on you and that's going to be the power of god we just not you know not don't care about us just being all the ones getting to heaven and Isaiah 1.19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. Eating the good of the land means I'm going to overflow with the good of what God's hand is. I eat the good of the land, I overflow with God's hand. Then it's just, I mean, you know, you, you go with what that, what is the good? No matter how bad everyone else is around you, you eat the good of the land. You be better. You be bigger. You be stronger. You be that one. That steps out and say, I don't care what everybody else is doing around me. I'm going to eat the goodness of God. I'm going to eat the good news of God. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So I'm eating what's good. I need to have that good. So if we are willing and obedient, that's going to be our eating. The journey is relational. God wants a relationship. He wants a relationship. He wants us to be in a fellowship with him. And I love what I wrote in here. Is it's relational, not material. So that means you can have nothing in the, in the 
stand in a sense of what this world has and be filled with God. It's relational, not material. Please don't get down because the material ain't there. Please don't get upset because the material hadn't come around. Your relationship is saying, I am picking up my fellowship with God more than anything else that I know if I can, I can gain the whole world, but I don't, but lose my soul, it's not worth it. I need to get back to relationship, God. Me and you, God, we're having this fellowship together as you pour upon me so I can go and do what you call me to do. Sufficient grace keeps us from being outcome-centered and more focused on the outlook. You ever lost your vision just because things didn't turn out the way you thought they did? Realize God knows what's in, God knows the road behind, the road ahead, and the road now. And so you can get caught up of just, you know, giving up and not handling your faith properly, not even praying properly, not picking up your gift because the way things turned out when God has said, don't let that change your outlook. Don't let that change your outlook. Sometimes, you know, we want to get to people who want things to be fixed for them right then. But God has said, no, I need to do something in them that's going to change more than just this moment. I need them to have a destiny. I need to have them to have an outlook. So outlook keeps our eyes on the Father regardless of what is going on around us. I want to get down to here because I want some things I want to make sure I share with you. Luke chapter 15 and verse 20 through 22 is the prodigal son. It's, it's, and, and he arose and, and came to his father. But when he was, a, was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to, said to his servants, bring forth the robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And amazing that the father didn't even, uh, didn't even get all caught up in what, he, what the son had did wrong. He was just excited that the son had came back. And what did he do? What did he identify his restoration? He put the robe up on him. Let it be known to everybody at the house this is my son. I put the road. When, when Jesus came up out of the baptism, when he was baptized, the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We saw the spirit come upon him. He put that robe upon him. You may need to put your love upon your child and put your love upon the things that, that seem like it has left you and went away from you and put your robe on so they know that that's yours. That's yours. God has given that to you in your life. And you, maybe you let it go, let it run off, and it took away. But when it comes back, as it returns, put your robe on him. Put the ring upon him. It's like his authority. The Father restored him. That was immediately. Thank God putting his spirit on you. When, when you step up and go, man, I haven't been doing right. You prodigal son. You go back and read that story. He's like, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. He was like, he goes, no, no, no. Let me, let me show you that you still mine. Let God put it on you. Let God show you that you are his. He wants to use you. He still wants to use you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 uh, through 25, it said, Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, again, and we understand with, with everything going on, but, but let's just talk about in general about forsaking and assembling yourself together because, you know, if God pours upon me, it is not for me. It is for others, right? And, I, you know, we heard people even before the pandemic, oh, no, it's just between me and God, and I, I don't need to be in church. But then what you're saying is you're only going to do within. You're not going to let God pour upon you. And so that means that you're only limited to just you making it out. When God is saying, I'm trying to pour upon you, not just for you, 
for others, for everyone around you. So don't forsake going to church around others. Don't forsake that. And again, for those of you that are protecting yourself from the pandemic, you know you got to obey what God tells you to do in that area. But listen, what I am saying is make sure that as God pour upon you, you understand that's for others. It's not just for you. He's never called us to sit out. He's never called us to miss out. He's never called us to let the world be out there and be, uh, uh, be in a place where they stay lost because the believer is out of sight. Because the believer that's been poured upon won't receive the outpouring so it can be for others. I, well, I don't want to get to heaven and realize what all I should have done and could have done. That my potential. God is not responsible for my potential. God is responsible for his promises. So we can't minor in commitment and expect to major in doing the will of God. I thought that was powerful. I can't minor in commitment and expect to major in the will of God. We have to deal with the okays because they may allow the moment but injure the destiny. What I mean by okays, like sometimes we'll do things that, you know, we, we, we don't say it's bad, but we don't say it's good. We just say, well, uh, it's okay. You know, I, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's, it's okay. But that okay may be allowed in the moment, but it could be injuring the destiny. It may, it may take away. It may not be the fuel you need. You may be caught up doing some things that, eh, it's just consuming time. Maybe consuming your compassion. Maybe it's consuming your peace. Oh, it's okay. And I don't see nothing wrong with it, but it's injuring your destiny. It may be okay in the moment, but it's injuring your destiny. Let me get to this last, last set of verses in Mark chapter 10, verse 15. Now, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not, shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And when he was gone, for, when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There's one, there's, there's none good but one. That is God. Now, the kingdom of God, we have to come with trust. The only way you're going to let go of what God has put in your hand is you're going to have to trust that God is the one that put it in your hand and God is the one that's going to show you how to pick it up. The kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, has to be trusted like a child would trust. A child just leaps into your arms. A child don't have enough information to doubt what they know, what's the doubt the truth. And so a child trusts, a child jumps in, a child says, and that's how we got to come to God. God, you tell me the latest, I'm going to lay it down and then I'm going to pick it up the way you call me to pick it up. I'm going to, I'm going to move and obey like a child. Then the next thing you see in that part is where the, the one servant came up to him, called Jesus good. Now good, and Jesus said, there's only one good. Now Jesus wasn't denying his good. What Jesus was saying, I'm good because God is good. What I'm saying to you, you're good because God is good in you. The God in you, that one that's good, there's not. There's only one that's good, and that's God. But God in you is the reason why you do any good thing. That's why we give all glory and praise to God. Come on now. Handle it by the call. Handle it by the call. Don't worry about what anybody else said or doing, but you handle it by the call. So I want to pray for you so you get a hold of this. I, I pray to, I just feel just in my spirit that people are rising up, restoring back to what God called them to do. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this message. And we, we thank you, Lord God, that we're going to handle what you've called us to handle in the way that you've called us to handle it. That, Lord God, that no gift, no thing in my life, my possession is greater than obeying you. It is not worth sacrifice and obedience to God to carry it. Lord, give me strength to lay things down and pick them up according to your instruction. 
Give me strength, Lord God, this hurt that I have used as a weapon to lay it down. I obviously picked up this emotion the wrong way. But I need to lay it down, Lord God, and show me how to pick it up. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for the army of deliverers, the army of ministers, the army of blessers and healers that are being restored right now. Because they're picking it up the way you call them to. Father God, and we receive the revival you're going to be doing and healing our land. Lord, we thank you. We pray for salvation. If there's anyone that didn't know you, that they accept you and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus died and rose for them, we receive them as being born again. And we thank you, Father, for all you're doing in us. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you, and God bless you. Justice.